Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome back into another Don Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. I'm so excited that you're listening to us today. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Blue Devils your first listen each and every day. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts as you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Coming to YouTube in the new year in 2022, a new adventure for Lockdown Blue Devils. The rest of our Lockdown Network community making the jump as well. Several shows have already made the transition over to YouTube, and we're excited for that new avenue for folks to consume everything going on in the world of Duke athletics. Due up on today's show, boy, oh boy, am I excited. I've got the absolute pleasure of having Matthew Travis join me today. He's with Busting Brackets and a current field of 68 producer. Prior stops include Ball Durham, no stranger to the Duke basketball community. I want to talk about the Duke Blue Devils with Matthew Travis, who joins us on today's show. So without further ado, let's jump right in. You are listening to Locked On Blue Devils. All right, Matthew Travis with us now in the building. Matthew, thank you for the time. I hope that you had a very Merry Christmas, and uh, thanks for joining me today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Having me. All right, so let's uh, let's just get right to it, man. I mentioned kind of your prior stops and that sort of thing, uh, Ball Durham being one of them in particular, some television work that you currently do in Tuscaloosa, Busting Brackets, The Field of 68. You are no stranger, my friend, to college basketball coverage. Uh, but let's talk about the Duke side of things. Uh, what's what's made you want to you know be a part of the Duke basketball community? You know, I'm originally from New York. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina now. But um, ever since I lived in New York, I've been a big Duke fan. I, part of it might be going to a Duke St. John's game at Madison Square Garden and picking the Blue Devil over Johnny <laughs> the Red Thunderbird. Um, but I don't know. I've always been a big Duke fan. I remember when I was in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade when with the Nolan Smith, John Shire teams, and I was wearing my Duke hat every day to school and everyone was making fun of me or wasn't quite sure why I was a Duke fan. And then I moved to North Carolina, Charlotte in particular, um, in 2012, which two years after Duke won the national championship and everyone, obviously everyone in North Carolina is a UNC fan. So that didn't go over too well with them and everyone called me a bandwagon I'm <laughs> a Duke fan or whatever but I go to Alabama now I've still been a huge Duke fan I interviewed Zion when I was in high school he was he's the same age as me went to those ACC tournament games when they won in Charlotte and I, I've just always been a big Duke fan so I love that. I love that part in particular in this one and done era, the older we get. And for a lot of people following Coach K in general, 42 years at Duke, you get to the point where you're watching, Matthew, so many of these Duke players and realize, wait a minute, I'm the exact same age as these guys and nowhere near the level of athlete or player or just because sometimes I doubt myself as a person because I'm like, those guys are so cool and that sort of thing. Yeah, I, was a I, mean, I mean, I'm, I, I think I'm exactly two weeks older than Zion. <laughs> he's a multimillionaire and I'm still in college. And Paolo <laughs> Boncaro and all the freshmen are three years younger. It's, it's crazy to see because, I mean, obviously until I got in college, I'm watching these guys who 
are older than me, so it feels a little different watching them. And it, it, it really is crazy now that I'm about to graduate in May and see these guys make millions and yeah. millions millions of dollars while I am uh, not doing that. <laughs> and yet, as you've told me, Matthew, even as uh, life continues to move on and you're doing such amazing things in the sports broadcasting industry yourself and getting plugged in with national college basketball outlets, again, with busting brackets and with field of 68, you've also told me uh, that uh, you still never miss a Duke game, right? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, I, I try my best. Like, like you said, I work at a TV station here in Tuscaloosa and Sometimes I have to um, cover Alabama games or work. Sometimes it's just not possible for me to watch the game live, but I'll always go back or read as much as I can about it because – You're always keeping up. I'm always keeping up. I, I might not watch the game live, but I will certainly watch the game if I'm not able to watch it live. What do you thought about this Duke basketball team? Here we are, what, 12 games into the year, 1-0 in league play. What have you thought about Duke? I'm really excited. We talked a little last week about just how outstanding Wendell Moore has been. I, I mean, I, I saw him play a little in high school because he went to Cox Mill. I'm, I live in Charlotte, right. so he's about 20, 30 minutes from me. And so I saw him play a little in high school, and I was amazed by what he was doing in high school. And then with the exception of the UNC game, his freshman year, his first two years have been a little underwhelming. So now to – see what he's doing this year it's it's really incredible and I'm really excited for him I think a lot of people are sleeping on Trevor Keels a little bit I think he's an outstanding player obviously Paolo Boncaro goes without saying so I'm really really excited I'm hoping we can make a deep run and make uh, Coach K's last year memorable for sure what's been one of the biggest strengths that you've seen out of the Stoop team well, it's definitely not defense, um, but I, I'm really excited. I, I, I love the way they work together. I feel like that's something that we'd almost been missing the last couple of years, really since the 2015 team. Yes, the 2018-19 team had it a little bit because of RJ, Trey, Zion, and Cam, but this team seems to work really well together. Part of that might be because Wendell Moore and Mark Williams are there and they've been playing, they played together last year and that chemistry has kind of came through to this year. But I, I, th I think that's one of the biggest things for this team that have really been lacking the last couple of years. And it's the reason we haven't been able to burst through and get back to the final four. And that's so, so, so important in college basketball. And, and in this one and done era, it's rare. So I, I think they've been working together well and the team chemistry is really there, which could help come March. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be it. It's just, you think back to last year and Duke misses the NCAA tournament for the first time in 26 years. And people talk about team chemistry. Oftentimes you want to say, Oh, that's just a cliche that really doesn't matter or anything like that. But every other one and done team that coach K has assembled has made it through a really competitive ACC schedule and has made it, to the big dance, and several of them have made big runs. Last year's team didn't have all that time together, and we saw clearly struggled. This year's team, while still dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic in many, many regards, had multiple months of preparation and practice together and that sort of thing, and they're off and running. For sure, yeah. Like, like you said there, it's last year was probably because of the fact that they weren't able to prepare like a team normally would, um, and then the whole Jalen Johnson thing, which I, I don't want to get into, yeah. but, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm really, really glad to see this team finally have some chemistry and be able to work well together. Um, and hopefully it pans out. But that that's one of the most important things in college basketball. And that's why teams who have two, three players who have been there for three or four years playing together usually succeed come March. That's why Virginia won the national championship in 2019. And it wasn't us because, or sorry for you, it was <laughs> Auburn, but it's because they had team chemistry and they might not have had, had the best players because that was certainly Duke that year, but Duke didn't have that team chemistry or have that leader that was able to rally the team around and make a deep push come March. And I, I think Wendell Moore has really stepped into that role and has told everyone what needs to be done and how, because Wendell Moore hasn't played in an NCAA tournament game. Right. So he's probably hungrier than anyone we've seen in a long time at Duke, maybe Quinn Cook his senior year. But and I, I think that's really showing through and I'm really, really, really excited to see if it pans out. Obviously we might not get tested like we thought Duke would in ACC placing Duke is the only ranked team in the ACC, but if Duke can get through and enter the NCAA tournament with one or two ACC losses, which, Sounds crazy, but it's definitely realistic considering right. the down year that the ACC is going through. I think Duke really has a shot at winning another national championship this year. Which is exactly what we want to hear as Coach Kagan in his final season, the last ride, sights on six. We've had our sights on six since 2015, and so hopefully they're able to secure that a little bit later. All right, so Matthew Travis is joining us here on the program. I want to talk about what he calls the hardest project he's ever put together after this quick timeout right here on Locked on Blue Devils. Want to let you know about our friends over at Built Bar today on Locked on Blue Devils. Christmas has come and gone, and maybe Santa didn't hook you up with the best supplies of Built Bar. Don't worry about that. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. A protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. It's covered with 100% chocolate. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. It's amazing. All you got to do is go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at built.com. As we welcome you back into Locked On Blue Devils again, my name is JJ Jackson. I have the pleasure of being joined by Matthew Travis on today's program. I teased it a moment ago, the hardest project that you've ever worked on in your professional career, Matthew, the top 50 greatest players to ever play for Mike Krzyzewski, who's been in Durham since 1980. What made you want to do this? So I was actually contest. So I write for Busting Brackets, which is a subsite for it's a college basketball subsite for fan sided. And I was contacted in early November by the site expert for Busting Brackets, Tristan Freeman. And he was he was asked to find someone who could write the top 50, write an article on the top 50 players to play under Coach K at Duke. And seeing I'm the Duke guy for busting brackets, he reached out to me and 
got it set up. That was early November. I had a due date of December 15th and I got it in on December 15th <laughs> because I worked on this for probably five, six weeks because the hardest part about it is taking the thousands of players who have played for Coach K during his time at Duke and narrowing it down to 50 players. And once once I got that, it became, okay, who's going to be where? And everyone knows what the top five is. Everyone knows Christian Leitner is number one. But once you get beyond that top five, that top ten, it really becomes difficult because there. how do you weigh a most outstanding player like Tyus Jones, who won that most outstanding player in 2015 with – Trey Jones, who won the ACC Player of the Year in 2019-2020, and so many scenarios like that were really difficult. And obviously, um, not, for me, one of the biggest struggles was two and three, um, because when you look at the resumes, Shane Battier has a great case to be number two. Um, but I, I, I personally – and probably every Duke fan ever who knows about Grant Hill and his time at Duke would probably say Grant Hill deserves to be number two because of the impact he had on this Duke program. Obviously he brought two national championships to Duke or helped bring them at least. So that was a struggle for me, but um, yeah, it was a really, really, really difficult project between research because Really, it was 50 players, but really there were about 65 players in contention. The 15 players that I didn't include were toward, would, would have been towards the end, but um, I'm really happy with how it came out. Um, fans that had worked with me, and I think they got it out like three or four days after I um, submitted it, and really, really proud of it, and um, obviously it's gaining some traction, and I'm Happy to see a lot of people are enjoying it. Some people are asking where some players are. Kyrie Irving, for example, obviously. But I didn't include NBA accomplishments onto this list. If if I did include it, it would have been a much different list. And Kyrie Irving obviously would have been in there. He probably would have been top 10. Um, But I, feel, I felt as if that's not exactly a fair way to do it because I love the way you put it together. Yeah. Yeah. While they're in Durham, what were they able to accomplish and that sort of thing? So again, what a big project, top 50 players yeah. under coach <laughs> K we've mentioned the fact uh, you've given your age out here on the program. He's been coaching longer than you and I have both been alive. Double the so, length of my life. <laughs> what, how did you start? Like when, when this idea comes to you, you told us that great story of busting brackets coming to you and, and you're the Duke guy wanting to put this together. Is it uh, okay. I'm printing out every single roster from every single team and looking at all these names to make sure I don't forget anybody or how do you start a project like this? So honestly, I went, um, I, I did a Google search top players and, so I started making my list that way. And then I went through every, um, like the ACC accolades, because sports reference, if you look um, look up like ACC accolades from the 1983-84 season, every player who made the first, second, and third team and the all-rookie team, they call it, not freshman team, and the ACC tournament team, everything like that, and then the final standings from that year, 
literally everything you could want comes up. So I went through every single year um, with that when Coach K was here uh, or since Coach K has been at Duke. And I started narrowing down my list that way. And once I had a list of 50 guys I felt good about, that's when I started um, ranking them from one to 50. And by looking up their their stats, um, everything they'd accomplished, whether it be an ACC player of the year, first team, all ACC, whatever it might be. And that's how we started ranking them. And um, a lot of people were asking why some players were over others. And personally, I felt team accomplishments were a little more important than personal accomplishments. That's why Tyus Jones is ranked over Trey Jones. Even I was going to go right there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I think, personally hanging a banner in Duke with a national championship written across it rather than um, your name and number being hoisted into the Raptors is a little more important. And that's why I kind of ranked them the way I did. That's why Grant Hill is number two and Shane Battier is number three, because if it were personal accomplishments, Shane Battier would have been number two because he had a a bit more of an uh, impressive career when it comes to personal accomplishments. But I think that second national championship for Grant Hill goes a little further than um, the personal accomplishments for Shane Battier. Look, I know how this biz works. And I definitely want Matthew Travis to get all the clicks in the world because this was so much work <laughs> to put together something like this. Right. So on locked on blue devils today, I just can't unveil 50 to one for people. I want them to be able to go and check it out. But I do want to mention the Jones brothers because you've brought them up so many times and uh, point that that's the case right there. You've got Trey Jones at number 27, Tyus Jones at number 25. And that's case in point as to, Hey, Tyus Jones won the national championship. He wins most outstanding player. Trey Jones, not able to accomplish that. However, what you just can't ever forget the Trey Jones sophomore season where you win the ACC Player of the Year and the Defensive Player of the Year all in the same season. And then the biggest what-if of them all is a Duke basketball team playing their absolute very best basketball at the end of the year. Justin Robinson has an amazing game versus Carolina before the COVID-19 cancels the ACC tournament and NCAA tournament back in March of 2020. Matthew, what I'm saying is that Trey could have gone and got a national championship for himself, but a pandemic sort of robbed him of that opportunity, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, and um, if COVID-19 hadn't been a thing and he was able to play in the NCAA tournament, even the ACC tournament, and he was impressive in both of those, he might have been, in all honesty, if he won the ACC and the NCAA tournaments, he might have been the top 15 player and Duke has ever seen because an ACC player of the year, ACC player of the year, who also won the ACC and national championships in the same year, that he might, he might've been way higher. Unfortunately, we never got to see it. And another player who was on that 2019, 2020 team, Vernon Carey was left off of this list. And one, someone asked me why that was. And, it's exactly why I just said, in my personal opinion, team accomplishments are a little more than personal accomplishments. And he was robbed of the chance of, of getting those team accomplishments. But 
Um, unfortunately, he just didn't stack up uh, in relation to others when it came to the team accomplishments. All very fair points to be making. Again, Matthew Travis is joining us here on the program. We wrap up our conversation after one more final timeout. You're listening to a Wednesday edition of Locked On Blue Devils. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl seasons and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online arrange your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all of these amazing offers for the 2021 season. Use our promo code again, Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet online where the game starts. Final few moments with Matthew Travis on today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils. So excited that he's taken time to chat with us here today. What a big project. Again, he said it himself. This is the toughest thing he's done, ranking the top 50 players to play for Coach K, who's been in the position for 42 seasons. Do you have a 51, Matthew? I know you mentioned Vernon Carey Jr. kind of being someone that's been brought up before, and I know a couple other folks brought up names on Twitter and that sort of thing. Is there a 51? I think it would probably be Vernon Carey. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, if you look at his accomplishments in just one season, he might not have been drafted until the second round, but he won he I, he won national freshman year freshman of the year correct yeah yeah so i mean any anytime you win a national award you deserve to at least be in that conversation but like i said the only reason he wasn't in that in that top 50 list is just because he was robbed of the opportunity to make, have those team accomplishments win an acc tournament potentially win a national championship so I, Vernon Carey was probably 51. He was on that short list. Like I mentioned, there were about 65 players that I had to shrink down to 50, and he was certainly on that list. Um, I'm drawing a blank on a, a couple of other names who were also on that list, but Ver, Vernon Carey was one I struggled um, to decide on. But like I said, team accomplishments, in my opinion, are way more important, and because of that, it made my decision for Rashawn McLeod to be number 50 rather than Vernon Carey. And so you look at the team accomplishment part of this as well. And again, I want people to go check it out. I'm not going to give away the full top 10. I'm not going to give away the top 50, whatever. You need to go to bustingbrackets.com. And Matthew Travis, he's on Twitter. You'll see it on our social media pages. But uh, Matthew J. Travis underscore is where you can find a direct link to this. In your top 10, I think people might be surprised where someone like J.J. Redick comes into the picture, Matt, because when you're just sitting here kind of listing off the top players to ever play for Coach K, he might be a name that you say before Christian Leitner even, who does have just accomplishment after accomplishment after accomplishment throughout his Duke career. But seeing where J.J. Redick comes uh, into play in all of this kind of speaks to what you're saying that, hey, I know J.J. goes to a Final Four. I know he's the all-time leading scorer, mind you, in the history of Duke basketball. He's won some ACC championships and several ACC awards, but still the one thing I'm sure he regrets to this day is not having a national championship. Exactly. And you said it right there. The reason he, I I had him at what? Six, I believe. Seven. Seven. So there, I I believe Bobby Hurley is above him. I know, I know Shane Batty, Grant Hill, Christian Leitner above him. 
and there are a couple of other players. But if I'm not mistaken, I believe every player I had above him won a national championship, I, I think. With the exception of Johnny Dawkins, but yes. With the exception of Johnny Dawkins. But I think Johnny Dawkins is one you can you can decide with. But, I mean, Coach K dis- thinks Johnny – and probably for good reason, Johnny Dawkins is one of the most important players Duke has ever had. and Without a uh, doubt. You can't even argue that at this point. No, exactly. I totally understand. So, so the, the only reason he's above J.J. Redick is because he – obviously was very important to where Duke is today. But um, yeah, JJ Reddick, had he won a national championship, he probably would have been sitting there at number four um, right after Shane Battier, Christian Lehner and Grant Hill. But like I said, like I've been saying this entire time, team accomplishments are so, so important because anyone can go out and win a, win a personal award, but if they don't bring, if they don't bring that banner and hang it alongside the five Duke already has in Cameron Indoor Stadium, then you're you're that that's when it becomes difficult because there are so many players who have those personal accomplishments but also have that national championship. So JJ Redick, it might be a little recency bias with people saying he should be higher. But um, I, I think seven is probably pretty deserving, in my opinion. Yeah, So, and that's what, that's what this is, right? This is the Matthew Travis top 50 players to play for Coach K of all time. Uh, and, again, that was just one name that everyone loves to talk about. I'm partial because I'm a J.J., right, and, and <laughs> going by, by J.J. Redick uh, and that sort of thing, passing Johnny Dawkins himself, who was the all-time leading scorer before number four, stepped into Cameron Indoor Stadium. But, man, this was so much fun to kind of be able to look through all of this. And truly, that's why being a Duke basketball fan and following the program is the greatest because there aren't too many other programs. Actually, there are no other programs that you can look at 40 years' worth of evidence, Matt, and be able to put together a list like this. Yeah, I mean, you went to Auburn. I go to Alabama. If if we were tasked with writing the 50 best players to play at Auburn or play at Alabama not talking about football if we were tasked with writing it about basketball it would have been absolutely impossible to do because no one has the first of all there are no national championships between those two teams so it would be impossible to kind of dissect and decide first of all what 50 players are going to be in and then and rank them from one to 50 because it's Duke and they have five national championships, a ton of final fours, a ton of ACC championships. It makes it one a little easier to decide what players definitely deserve to be in, definitely don't deserve to be in. And then you kind of shrink it down. You get those 50 players and then you rank them. It's, it's crazy. What, all I could think about when I was listing all the 50 and writing, writing about them, because there were, I think it came out to about 14,000 words. It's unreal how many amazing players have come through Cameron Indoor Stadium and how many accomplishments they've all achieved while also hanging, hanging those banners for the ACC or the national championships. And it, it's, 
unreal. And it, it, it's incredible what Coach K has done over the past 42 years. It, yep. it really is unreal. And hopefully John Shire can continue that. We've already seen him going off on the recruiting trail. And I, I have a lot of high hopes for where this Duke program goes after Coach K leaves this season. You and me both, man. You and me both, for sure. And then just also the comparison, you, you brought up the SEC schools, uh, which is great. You bring up the Blue Bloods, right, whether it be North Carolina, Kentucky, UCLA, whoever. Mike Krzyzewski, the most wins of all time in the history of the sport, 42 years at a school. A lot of programs don't have a coach who's been doing it. The Blue Bloods, I should say, that – you know, the Rups, the Woodens, the Dean Smiths of the world that were there for that duration of time. So uh, really do enjoy the project. Really want people to check out what you've been able to put together. You're going to be a frequent guest on Locked On Blue Devils throughout the rest of the season, Matthew, which I'm certainly super excited about. But go ahead and give yourself a plug once more, particularly your college basketball coverage and all the Duke tie-ins. Where can people find you, man? Uh, you can definitely find me on Twitter. It's like you said, it's Matthew J. Travis, two T's and Matthew under, and then Matthew J. Travis underscore. I post a lot on Twitter um, and you'll be able to find my writing at Busting Brackets. Um, and I'm a producer for Field of 68 right now. I'm working on the Kansas podcast with a former player there named Landon Lucas. And um, yeah, so if you go to Busting Brackets, go to my Twitter, you'll be able to see all my coverage of Duke and a lot of other teams as well, and uh, certainly my opinions on them as well. Love it. Thanks for the time again, Matthew. This was a whole lot of fun. We'll talk again soon, okay? Yeah, thank you for having me. Go Duke. All right, that is Matthew Travis. He's joining us on today's edition of Lockdown Blue Devils. Amazing conversation. I had so much fun looking through the top 50 players of all time list that he put together. I mean, he put a lot of work into it, and Duke basketball is the absolute best that you can have a list like this and that sort of thing. That does it for our show today. Thanks again to everyone who was able to be a part uh, and listen to our show, everyone who follows and subscribes to Lockdown Blue Devils. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. That'll do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.